welcome to this week's message from a new church. For more information, or if you'd like to contact us, please visit our website, newchurch.nz. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy this message. As Simon mentioned, uh, Kim and I are the executive pastors at Inspire Church in Albany, and we followed the call where there was an opportunity to come on staff. It was about three years ago. So it was a bit of an interesting journey. So as Simon mentioned, at that point, uh, I was leading strategy and media for an advertising agency in Auckland City. Um, Things were going really well, okay? Things were going so well that I remember the managing director sitting down with me when I resigned. Um, And he just said, but Jesse, (laughs) we're going like this. And um, I remember the, the words that came out of his mouth, which I love, but I suppose I can't compete with Jesus, <laughs> which I thought was awesome. I was like, yeah, that's the truth. You can't, you can't compete with Jesus. And what I love is as the Holy Spirit leads you, and I want to encourage you, pray that prayer. It's one of the most exciting prayers you could ever pray. Holy Spirit, lead me. Because when the Holy Spirit leads you, what you'll find is it's always a win-win. It was a win for the agency by the time I was leaving. Man, they've just, they've continued to skyrocket. It was a win for us as a family, and it was a win for our church. It's always a win-win. Now, the challenges in any of those moments, I need to open this, in any of those moments, It's hard to judge the plotted point. You know what I mean? Like you might be in the middle of a challenge, like I said. You might be heading through a valley, but man, God is good. It's always a win-win, and you see that. Hindsight's beautiful, right? So anyway, that was about October 2019, and then um, we, we came on staff at church, and then what happens a couple of months later? Lockdown. (laughs) And man, what a couple of years it's been, right? I think the understatement of the century is something shifted. And I think something shifted not only um, in our society, the way we think, the way we act, uh, but it's, man, it stretches globally. It's not just Whangarei. It's not just in Auckland where I am, but it's globally. And the interesting thing is it's stirring up people to ask spiritual questions, okay? Spiritual questions, not just Christians, but everyone every day asking spiritual questions. So in 2020, when you take a look at Google Trends, what you'll find is that there was an exponential rise in the number of where is God searches, that was peaking as we are in lockdown. These aren't Christians. This is everyone, every day, turning to Google. I think that's the challenge is where do people turn? Turning to Google. In 2021, this is how Google summarized the year in search. It was the year where more than ever before people searched for how to heal, People searching for 
how to have hope, people searching for how to find my voice, how to move forward, how to come back stronger. Every day, people are asking spiritual questions. The challenge is where are they turning? And this is what I'm feeling stirred about because this is our opportunity as the church. Now, I know that some of us are asking these questions too. The beautiful thing is if you're watching online, I know, and if you are here in this building, chances are you have a bit of an inkling that this thing might have the answer. (laughs) You know, if you're watching online or maybe you're in this place, you've got a bit of an inkling that there's something about church and the gathering of these people that might have an answer for me. Whether I'm in the absolute depths of the valley, wherever I am, that there might be an answer here. And we know that and You know, it's the Gospel 101, so we don't have to spend much time on that this morning. But there is an answer. Jesus. We sang about it this morning. Man, what I love is I just felt like we could have sang that and gone home, eh? (laughs) Just, I got to say it, Jason. You're still one of my favorite worship leaders of all time. Still one of my favourite worship leaders of all time. I wanted to come on stage so bad and pick up a guitar or something and play along. Um, yeah, really missed a trick with the hard drive reunion. If anybody remembers that, just a, just a little band that was at, uh, at Renew Church back in the day. Um, but yeah, you can sing a, sing a song like that and just as you begin to lift up the name of Jesus something shifts. And you know, it's, it's gospel 101 stuff. And I love Ephesians. Anyone love the book of Ephesians? Because Paul summarizes it so well. He summarizes it so well um, that in essence, the master plan is that God is bringing all things together in heaven and on earth under one head. That is the master plan. It goes on to say, and I think we might even put this one on the screen in Ephesians 2, and we're going to start at verse 4. I love this. Matthias will know. Who thinks Matthias is awesome? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What an awesome export out of Inspired Church Albany, eh? (laughs) We still claim him. Matthias will know that sometimes we play bingo for how many times I say I love this, but man, I I love this stuff. Ephesians 2 verse 4, but because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. That is the gospel 101 just summarized there. We know this stuff, right? Christ, willing to leave heaven, humble himself, come to earth, humble himself to even become a man, humble himself to even die at the cross for you and for me so that we could be made alive. You know, but while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we were dead in transgressions, it's the, it's the story from the beginning of time 
even to now that humankind has been on this journey of trying to choose what is good and evil on their own terms and constantly screwing up. It's almost like there's this magnetic pull (laughs) pulling us towards sin. But even while we were dead in transgressions, Christ died for us that we would be made alive. This is the gospel, right? It is by grace you've been saved. None of us stand here having earned any of this. This is what I love. Gospel 101 stuff, right? That it, it begins with, it is finished, it's done. That we are set free, that we are made alive. We didn't have to earn it. We just accept it. The free gift He offers to us. In faith, we accept it, right? We know this stuff, Gospel 101. I love it goes on to say, even in uh, verse 8, For it is by grace you've been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God. That's what I was saying. Not by works, so no one can boast. Gospel 101 stuff. But God's master plan doesn't end there. God's master plan doesn't end there. And this is what I love, is you guys have been doing a series on discipleship, right? This is what this is all about. Because God's master plan doesn't actually end with Christ, even though that is the most significant moment in history, the most cosmic sign from God, event, whatever you want to call it. Words, you just couldn't have the right words to describe it. But this is the second part. Ephesians 2 verse 10, for we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus. I love the the New Living says, anew. That's us guys, renew. Renew. To do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. You see, God's complete purpose is not only that we are made alive in Christ, but as the church, we're His partners and bring about His purpose. Amen? We're His partners. Which kind of makes me think about how we are ultimately God's product demonstration. <laughs> you know, one of the, one of the key, key uh, rules that you learn in advertising is this, that if you have a product that actually makes a difference, the best way to sell it is a product demonstration. You hear me? Yeah. So Coca-Cola is not going to change your life. Or has it changed someone here? I don't know. Too much is probably not good. But Coca-Cola is not going to change your life. So with Coca-Cola, the whole job is how do we build a brand and a feeling about it so really good-looking young people at the beach having the time of their life Drinking a Coke, first quenching. Put it to a killer track, nailed it. It's not going to change your life. Something like Vanish Nappy Sandwell. It works. Trust Pink, forget stains. Um, so many, many moons ago, I remember we did a pitch for Vanish Nappy Sand, which we won. And we had this idea about the Kiwi tip exchange. And the idea was, if you have a product that works, 
let's just tell that story over and over and over again. We don't need the TV ad that has the, you know, the little animated, like it goes into the washing machine and it's going into the clothing and things are coming out. Why don't we just shoot lots of videos of real Kiwis with their real stain stories and how they use Vanish Nappy Sand, okay? Now, when they came to us, the product was in decline. Not a, not a good place to be. The category was in decline. For like People were just like, all I need is some, um, some normal washing powder. Now, things have changed a lot since then. And I'm not here. This is not sponsored by Vanish, okay? <laughs> not sponsored by Vanish. But by telling that story over and over and demonstrating, it turns sales into growth. Because the number one, Rule in advertising, if you've got something that actually makes a difference, just show it over and over and over again. That is the church. That is you. That is me. We are God's product demonstration that God is wanting to show the power of the gospel working in you over and over and over again. Here's the challenge. Sometimes we stand here and we go, we're not good enough. That's what grace is all about. If we were good enough or perfect, we wouldn't have the product demonstration of the gospel working in our lives over and over and over again. You are God's product demonstration of the power of grace I am God's product demonstration of the power of grace. That is why when you read through Ephesians, you know, if we had a day seminar, Mitch, I reckon we could, <laughs> we could knock Ephesians out. But, um, but right now, we're just going to jump to one of my favorite bits, which is the prayer that Paul prays, okay? So he's just opened up this whole master plan. It's about Christ. It's about bringing all things in heaven and in earth under one head. It's about joining us into one church. It's about unity. It's about us together, whether we are perfect, which isn't true. None of us are, or imperfect. Yep, that's all of us. Um, and then he has this prayer for us before it talks about what it looks like to be his product illustration. Are you ready for this? It's a powerful prayer. We're going to jump in at Ephesians 3 and verse 16, and it says this, And I pray that out of His glorious riches, He may strengthen you with power. Can we say that word together? Power. He says it a few times. I love that word. Through His Spirit and your inner being, so that Christ may dwell with you in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power. Can we say that together? Power. Together with all the saints to grasp how wide and how long and how high and how deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses all knowledge. How good. That you may be filled. Can you say filled? Man, that's a good word. To the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we could ask or imagine according to his power working within us. There's that, that thought again that anything is possible. 
It's a powerful prayer for two reasons, because I believe this morning, just like he was praying for the Ephesians, this is something for us as Renewed Church, okay? Man, I'm saying us because we're all one big extended family, right? Come on. The first part, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Do you know this morning that you are empowered to be Christ carriers? Now, this is a lesson I think that we could lose out of the last couple of years if we're not careful. Because who knows over the last couple of years, we have been in homes, we've been some forms of restrictions, and we've had to come to grips with the fact that the church isn't actually a place, I know we should know this, isn't a place, it's a people, right? And that's why scriptures that Paul and Peter talk about with us being built together as a temple of the Holy Spirit became so important because we realise that God can meet us wherever we are. We cannot lose the lesson now that we are gathering again, that wherever we go, we are Christ carriers. That you have been strengthened out of God's glorious riches. God is not stingy. You know, if I was talking about Elon Musk and his glorious riches, we've got an idea that we're talking about billions, right? God is limitless. And He is strengthening us with power out of His glorious riches. Now, I got you to repeat that word power because that word power is the word dunamis. Man, I like how that sounded in the mic right then. Dunamis. I'm sure there's someone who can do that real low and deep that there's a rumbling. But anyway, dunamis. It's where we get the word dynamite. There's a bit of power there, right? You don't want to mess with dynamite. Because you'll be gone. Dynamite will bring down a mountain. Yet that word there is talking about His ability, not our limitations, His ability strengthening us so that Christ can dwell in you through faith. So wherever you go, you are a Christ carrier. Now, do you remember that first stat I talked about? 2020, what were people searching more than ever before? Where is God. Now, the power of the gospel is the fact that Jesus didn't require us to come to him, but he came to us. Where is God? God is with us. But the truth of the gospel in 2022 is Christ is with you. Christ is in you. So wherever you go, there goes the presence of God. You know, this came real to me once. I can't remember which lockdown. I think Auckland had like five of these, but I was in the city, okay? And I just met with some people and um, I had a few hours to kill and city parking in Auckland is ridiculous. You got to remortgage your house just to hang out in there. Um, and anyway, I prayed that dangerous prayer that I encourage everybody to pray. Holy Spirit, lead me. I thought I can either get to my car and try and drive around before my next meeting and write a sermon, or God, you can do whatever you want. Here I am. So I get to the car park, sit down, pull out my phone. There's an email there from a guy that I've done some work for in the past. 
email says, hey, Jesse, what are you up to? I've got a job for you. So I email back. Fun fact, I'm a pastor. Um, let me know what it is, though, because, I, you know, I still keep in contact with a lot of people, and um, I might be able to point you in the right direction. Immediately. Actually, I'm interested in the fact that you're a pastor. So I gave him a call. Now, I'm going to be really honest with you. I thought, cool, even if it's just a chat, I'm going to get free parking at his business, okay? <laughs> so I hopped in the car, drove to his. But God knows, eh? So I walk on in. He sits me down in the middle of um, his business. Other people are working. And he, um, he, he says to me, okay, Jesse, I've got a few things I'd just like to run past you. I said, okay. So he said, in the middle of lockdown, I felt like God was challenging me that I need to change my life. I'm like, that is awesome. So he said, I went to YouTube. Inside, I'm like, beep, 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 beep. <laughs> okay, this is like flick a coin. Is it going to be good stuff? Is it going to be bad stuff? He goes, hey, so I was... Um, I was watching these videos by Dr. Michael Heiser, and they're all about spiritual warfare, um, and they're all about um, demons and gods, little G and Yahweh. And he said, and, and in the middle of it, I was thinking about the fact that one of my kids has been talking about suicide, and I've been thinking about the fact that some of my other kids aren't sleeping, and I was just like, you know what? I'm going to give this a go. So I got my wife to get a bottle of olive oil from the supermarket, bring it home. This is how, this is how real it is. She said, what is it, what, what's it for? We've, he's like, for praying. And she texts back, lol. Um, <laughs> so we said he, um, he had one of the kids in a, in a front pack and he walked around his property shaking a butt of oil, saying, this property is now holy ground. This is Yahweh's property. There is no other spiritual or created being that has any dominion here. That's the best, from what he was watching in this like zero to a hundred theology, <laughs> like heavy stuff, okay? He said, Jess, my oldest stopped talking about suicide. My kids are sleeping through the night. What do you think? <laughs> and we just began to talk and share. And what I had this whole moment where I was like, this is a holy moment right in the middle of his business where God is working and this is the gospel in action. And we were able to talk and I was able to kind of share a few things and point into some good resources and some other things and talk through. And mate, I'm praying for you. And, and, and you know, we keep in touch. And I, I just love that wherever we go, the presence of God goes. Now, I want to share another story. Um, there was another time where a, a guy reached out to me and said, hey, um, Jesse, I want to catch up because he had a few issues going on. Um, he was someone I had worked with again in my, in my past. And so I said, yeah, cool. I'll come to the city and I'll meet with you. Okay. Um, and on the way there, I was thinking this guy, when you talk about religion, it's like the walls go up. But with what we're going to talk about, I know that God, that you could do something. 
and I'm busy going, you know, Holy Spirit, lead me. What, just dropping the conversation when it happens and I get there and you're just, you know, sipping the coffee, how's your father, that sort of chat and all of that. And I'm just busy going, oh God, like, you know, what's the word? God wasn't going to use me. In comes running this guy called Gary from church, <laughs> runs to our table. He goes, Jesse, guess what? The cleaner over there, we've just been talking. I've been praying that um, her mum would get healed and she was miraculously healed and led out of hospital. And oh man, we are so excited. Oh, by the way, my name's Gary. Oh yeah, awesome. <laughs> See you later. And he runs off. And a little shell shock, the guy turns to me and goes, I guess he's from your church. <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's at our church. And, um, and man, you know, how good is God, eh? Like, I believe in the, like, the power of prayer, that like moments like that can happen. So that by the end of the conversation, the conversation wasn't just, here's my challenges and what kind of advice you have, or I really felt he just wanted to kind of share it, but it ended with, yeah, can you pray for that? Can you, can you pray for this? What I love about that is we are not only God's product demonstration, we are not only empowered to be Christ carriers, but it's all of us. You see how I love the first story, God used me, I was willing and available. Second story, God used me and Gary. It was like a when a, when a team's playing well, right? We each have a part to play. I think too, too often we freak out and think that we've got to be the beginning and the end of the whole story, right? Number two, and I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and how long and how high and how um, deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge. Number two, we're not only empowered to be Christ carriers, but we are empowered to encounter the love of Jesus. I think this is one of the most important lessons for us as the church, that we're not just called to know Gospel 101 and quote it, we're called to experience Gospel 101 and to share it. I'm not just talking words, but to share it. But it starts with us grasping it. And that's what I love about Paul. He's praying that the church would grasp it, would experience it. It wasn't just going to be words. I love the language, how wide, how long, how high and how deep. And I really feel right now that this is, this is prophetic for our moment this morning. Some of us might have experienced God in a salvation moment, right? But it does not end there. Some of us might have encountered God in a meeting, but it doesn't end there. It's the width of our lives, not just your Christian walk on Sundays, but Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, your marriage, your relationships, your kids, 
your work, your school, the width. We are to experience the love of God in the width of our lives. And it's just not the width. Remember, it's not just a moment, it's the length for all our days, the length of our lives. Not just the heights. I know what it's like to experience the love of God when you're celebrating and everything is going good. Like the, the moment where Kim and I were able to step out in that calling, man, that was an awesome day. <laughs> but God wants us to experience and know His love in the depths. In your biggest disappointments, in your biggest discouragements. You know, if you, especially if you remember me as that teenager, you'll remember my amazing mum. That was a moment where I could experience God's love in the depths because God's love stretches even to death. You know what I love is that those, those, final, those final moments, actually, a few days in the hospice, there was this, this weird, it's not weird, it's weird to the world, but I'm just framing it up this way, this weird sense of joy and faith and love and, yeah, joy in the room. So much so that the staff were talking about it, so much so that I remember at, at the end of a funeral walking out and her old colleagues coming up to me and talking about that moment. That even to the very depths, even to the door of death, we can experience God's grace and His love and His hope. And I believe that's a word for someone this morning, that you are feeling like you are at the depths, that you're in the valley right now. God wants you to experience, not just hear about it from me, but experience his love this morning. That is the grace of God. So it reminds me, um, as we talk about this, a little bit about an experience that I had. And um, one of the words I did skip over, and I want to make a deal of, is this word together, Okay. Because it says that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together. This is a key point to experience. It's the point of the church. Not just us being Rambos, but like the Avengers, okay? Together. That's the church, together. A body, a building, a family, together. So a couple of years ago, um, I was going through a bit of a tough time, like work was crazy. And I just remember um, Duncan Shand of Young Shand came over to me and he said, hey, Jesse, I know it's been a bit of a tough period. I've got two tickets to Ryan Sheehan. Does anyone who know, know who Ryan Sheehan is? It's okay if you don't. Great. He's going to get a whole lot of streams <laughs> at the end of today. He is a Wellingtonian composer. That's why I'm not, I'm, I was pretty certain no one's going to put their hands up. But we actually had a shared love of this guy because when you're deep in writing a strategy document, you don't want some sort of like song where you're getting lost in the lyrics. This is like score music. It just kind of gets the brain ticking. Anyway, he goes, I've got two tickets. I can't go. 
if you're free, do you want to take them? I said, yes, please. That's awesome. Rang up Kim. We got a babysitter organised. All the young parents know this feeling. Babysitter organised, headed into the city, um, got dumplings from the most incredible dumpling place, then turned up at the theatre. We sat down, and who knows, like at the beginning, the lights, um, uh, kind of midway, you can kind of see where you're sitting, and everyone's a buzz and talking, right? And there's anticipation. And then the lights begin to dim, and the room becomes quiet, and then this orchestra comes out onto the stage. And what I love is you've got, and I've got these up here for a little visual representation. So you've got your, um, your string section. So sorry, I'm not going to play this this morning. You've got your string section, uh, and they're all dressed up. Then probably over here, you've got vocalists there, and they're all dressed up in like ball gowns, like full on, like, classically trained. You've got a grand piano in the middle, but then you've got a drum kit. You've got a bass, a couple of electric guitars, and then you've got this guy. And remember, I talked about ball gowns, right? You've got this guy in like this 80s inspired bomber jacket, really cool sneakers with this like 80s synth, and he is like this full-on character, loving every second. And I had this aha moment where I went, this is the church. This is the church. The ball gowns, the violins, the guy in the 80s bomber jacket and the electric guitars. As a famous theologian said, we are the audio visual representation of God's reconciling work in the world. I'll say it a different way. We are the audio visual representation of God's renewing. Remember, we've got to remember who we are. Renewing power in Whangarei and beyond. From cellos to electric guitars, from ball gowns to 80s inspired bomber jackets. We are the church. And why there's power in together is because as we journey through life, some people are on those highs, right? They're experiencing the highs of God's love. Some people are experiencing the, the depths. We need each other. This is the power of discipleship is we need each other. Like a Dylan who comes up and he is in the absolute depths, right? He goes, my life is over. We're able to share how God's love can reach into the depths. You know, when we're on our highs, we can come along somebody and celebrate with them. We're, we are struggling to move forward and we're like, I just feel like I hasn't grasped that or experienced that for some time. We can come alongside each other and grasp in that moment, like a moment this morning, just how far God's love goes, just how powerful God's grace is. We are an exhibition of God's grace, every one of us. And we all come from different backgrounds. We all look a little different. Some of us might be a little bit more classically trained. Some of us may be 
a little bit more heavy rock. You can't celebrate without some crashing cymbals, I'm just going to say. Together, we're a richer demonstration of God's renewing power of grace in the world. And so I want to encourage you this morning, we need each other. It's not just about something that happened 2,000 years ago. It's about what God is doing in the here and the now, in and through us. Now, in a moment, we're going to head to ministry, okay? And what ministry is going to look like, because we're just talking about this now, (laughs) is the band's going to come up. And we are going to sing the Jesus song. That's what I'm calling it. We're going to sing the Jesus song. Because as we talked about this morning, there's something powerful when Jesus' name is lifted high. And what we're going to do is we're going to create space If right now you need to encounter the love of God, whatever that looks like. For you, maybe that is just, hey God, I I just need a, a sense of your love. I need a sense of hope. Maybe I need healing this morning. That's you. Maybe God, I need to be strengthened. Whatever that looks like, this is a moment for you. Um, And I do want to encourage you, If you've been streaming online, I know this bit doesn't get streamed. If you are watching with someone right now, this is an opportunity for you. You know, what I love is um, there was a lady who I was talking to after one of the weeks when we were streaming, and we said, hey, if you're with anybody, now is a moment. And um, she was with her teenage son. And he just turned to her, and and he's had a radical story of, uh, you know, coming back to Jesus and what God is doing in his world right now. And he just turned to his mum and he's like, mum, why don't we pray together? And she said that she had the most incredible moment with her son, right where they were in the living room. And I want to encourage you to do that right now. To make the most of the opportunity, because it doesn't just happen here, it can happen in your home. I do want to encourage you, if you can make it, be in the building. (laughs) But if you can't, God's going to move wherever you are. But this morning is our opportunity to say yes, amen? So maybe your yes today looks like saying yes to Jesus because that's something you've never done before. I loved it the other week at youth, we had a a, a few girls who... uh, unchurched and they came along and in a meeting like this you kind of open up an opportunity and hey, if you want to put your hands up and like they're just staring everywhere like there is no way I'm putting my hand up <laughs> and then we just said we put an invitation hey if you want to come up and experience God because I believe that you can taste and see that the Lord is good come on up one of them kind of went like this with their hand and the music began and I walked over and I just said hey do you want to come up and she said yep but just grabbed a few more friends with her. We prayed, and I just said, how do you feel? And one of the girls said, I feel completely at rest. I'm like, that's awesome. You know, God can bring a peace that passes all understanding. Another girl said, man, I I feel like I was on like a boat. (laughs) I was like, that's awesome. 
you know, sometimes when we've prayed for people, they even fall over. I was like, you know, sometimes they're so overwhelmed by the Holy Spirit and what's taking place that they can even fall over. She's like, that's awesome. Then I said, have you guys ever made a decision to go, you know what, Jesus, I want to stop trying to do this whole thing on my own and just choose to surrender you and follow you and live a life with Jesus? And the answer was no. My next question, is there anything that's going to stop you today? No. Shall we do it? Yes. And I want to encourage you in this moment, just say yes. If that's you and you're feeling stirred, maybe it's the first time. Maybe you're one of those people that just feel like you've been just off-roading, not even on the path, just off-roading. This morning, it's all, we're all exhibitions of God's grace. This morning, this is your opportunity just to go, yes. And people are going to celebrate with you. That's a decision you could make. Maybe this morning, the answer is yes. Jesus, I want not only the experience your gospel working in me, but through me. I'm, I, I'm saying yes to being a product demonstration, whatever that looks like. Maybe this morning it's saying yes to, Jesse, I'm feeling inspired about how, I've heard it last few weeks about discipleship, but I need to step up. Because um, I, I wanna let you into a secret. I'm shocked at the number of people who their version of I'm a mature Christian is during this period, I can do, I can just have my own walk with God that right now why things are a bit challenging, you know, I can just hear from God and get in the Word and, and whatever. I, I want to let you in on the secret. The sign of maturity is you know how to get along somebody else and see them grow. The sign of maturity is I know what God has done in my world and what He's doing, and I want to get involved in it. I want to partner with it. For we are God's workmanship. We are God's masterpiece. We are the music of heaven that goes with the message. Created anew in Christ Jesus to do the good works, to partner with Him that He planned long ago that we would walk in it. Thanks so much for listening. We hope it was an encouragement to you. To contact us or to find out what's happening at our church, please check out our website, renewchurch.nz.